guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Vespa. We're going to talk a little bit of Four. We're going to talk about some Goodwill. We're going to talk about some... Uh, we're going to talk new to Fetters. We, we got talked Fetter. to Joel Fetter. There's a bunch of new cars that are released. It's a, Tesla it's a, news, Chris. We do. And before I we talk about that, I just... I want to thank everyone. We've been doing this for three years, I think. Over three years Over three at this years. point, yeah. And I I love you guys. I thought you were going to say you love me and like profess I, your love to me. I do. I love air. you, Jake, but I <laughs> I love everybody. Yeah, we're doing this for the listeners, and it, without listeners, it would be pointless. It's not only that for me. I I know that this is like a community that's developing, and I talk to you guys on social media. You know, when I'm feeling down, you guys are there. Just you don't know that I'm feeling down, but you're there and you're hanging out and you're talking to me about your projects and sending me pictures of what you're doing. The Overcrest Support Group. <laughs> the Overcrest Support Group. Honestly, it's it's awesome. I, I love you guys. Our our listenership and our audience is amazing. It I, is, I yeah. love you guys and I just wanted to tell you that that you guys you're you mean a lot to me. You really do. Well, now I seem like the asshole that isn't heartfelt since you just said that and I don't have anything to say. It's all good. Let's, uh, you got any projects going on? Um, I'm ordering parts for the Harley, but I'm busy doing other projects. I'm on project overload with like house and other crap that isn't you you have, I know you have zero interest in, zero so interest. I won't absolutely none, it. but you have a Vespa. Oh man. <laughs> Let's find oh. Where did we leave off last with the Vespa? I don't know. Last I we think left I was off, like, like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get cables. And I built, put the cables I, I got in. into a carb. Oh yeah. I put the, I put the cables in uh-huh. and I got a carb in the mail. Yep. So I, actually I got the carb in the mail, I think after the last episode. And here's the thing. It's been so cold here. Right. Like negative 25 degrees, colder right. than anywhere else. It's so cold. And carburetor is made out of metal. Correct? (laughs) Yes. It's made out of aluminum or magnesium or whatever it's made out of. I have no idea. It's Chinesium is what it's made out of. Yes, Yes. probably. It is is. is absolutely Chinesium. Anyway, so I open up the box. I take it out and I'm holding it in my hand. I'm like, wow, this thing looks great. It's bigger than the other one. All of a sudden, my hand started to sting. Like I felt someone was like, I felt like someone was like stabbing needles into my fingers. It hurt really, really bad. Because you had just gotten it from outside. I brought it in. It was negative. It, It leached. I mean, it frost bit me. Wow. Just ever so slightly, just holding onto this thing that tips yeah. on my fingers. I was like, ha! Ah! And I it, dropped it. I dropped it. <laughs> it was like it was like being burned. You should have licked it. Jesse said that, and I was like, <laughs> I am not that stupid. I've seen a Christmas story. I'm not dumb. I know what happens. Uh-huh. And then and he went to shoot his eye out. <laughs> he went to shoot his eye out. That's that's absolutely true. Anyway, so uh, the I started working on the Vespa. I'm like, okay. I, I need to redo the wiring. Yep. The wiring doesn't match up. It's all brittle. It's all crusty. <laughs> so I grabbed the... Uh, um, the manual. The, the yeah, I grabbed the manual and I looked at the the stator plate, right? right. The st- which is how does the stator plate work, Jake? Tell me how the stator plate works. Well, you're, it, you're the scooter guy. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's an electrical current that's generated by induction. How because, is it different than an alternator? Um, or is it basically, it's basically it's doing the basically same thing? Basically the same thing. But you have a rectifier, right? Which right, which you don't have in a stator. It's I don't know, Chris. I don't have this prepped. That's okay. I, I just I'm not trying to. Put ironically, you on the spot. it's a stator that's in my um, magneto. 
that I just put on the Harley rather than using the alternator to generate power for Does it just simplify things for you? It does, yeah. Okay, so the P200E, E means electronic ignition, right? right. So I've got a CDI box, yep. you know, and then I've got uh, a rectifier still, and then I have a stator plate. Right. Right? And it's all supposed to work happy. <laughs> and <laughs> and a, what happens when you took your rotor so I, off? Okay, so I took the, uh, I went to down to Scooterville, which yep. is a, great name for a place anything right. with ville on it is great like overcrestville you can you can add ville to, you can add ville to anything harleyville it's just a lot of harleys oh, there yeah, obviously yeah ville obviously there's gonna be a lot it's, of jake's just, stuff jake loves me. it yeah ville right you can add ville to anything and uh so i go down to scooterville and i and i wanted to get because you have to take the 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 flywheel off right to get access to the stator yeah, which is behind so the flywheel. flywheel it's a fan too tool which I asked after I saw you went down there. I was like, "Oh, I have one of those in my tool." That's okay. I I we I took the kid down. We went and looked at scooters. They had a they had actually a really mint version of my Vespa, but it had it was a two hundred E. It was a two hundred E, but okay. it had all kinds of stuff bolted all over. It, it like, had all the it weird, looked like, like a Harley. Almost. It had all the chrome, you should love like, it. Um, it had every the guy's like it has every accessory. <laughs> it's like this thing is accessory bill to the max, right? It had every like rack you can mount everything, on it. all crowbars everywhere. It's twenty two hundred bucks. And I'm like, wow, that's only, you know, $1,400 more than mine. I could just buy this thing and be done. Well, especially knowing now what we know. And I bought it. And no, I didn't buy it. But, oh, I, okay. but I called up my wife. I was like, do you want a scooter? And she's like, no, yes, yes. So now no. Jess wants a scooter. So now we're going to have to get a scooter well, for Jess. my dad Jessie. just bought a scooter. Nice. We're all going to be scootering. You're going to be the only one on your little Harley <laughs> going to... <laughs> What's this? What's the place called? Sturgisville. That's right. Sturgisville. <laughs> That's where all the Vespas go. They don't go yeah. to Sturgis. They go to Sturgisville. Yeah, anyway, obviously. so I bought the little thing at the at the place. Right. The flywheel puller. The flywheel puller. And they're like, how many? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this with the stator. Blah blah. He's like, oh well, how, which stator is it? Is it one wire, one yellow wire, or two yellow wires? And I go, I'm in my head. I'm like, there's no yellow wires. <laughs> I do have one yellow wire. I said one yellow wire. He's like, oh. That's weird. I'm like, oh, I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I get home. So I take the stair up. It's all crusty, right? All these yeah. wires, are, they were hot. And they and yeah, the, they just deteriorated they deteriorate. Oh, by the way, did you see the wire that ran from the stator <laughs> all the way up to the ignition switch? I did. Have you ever seen anything like that? What did, explain what you saw. It was the dust that left over after the wire had just completely corroded and disintegrated. It was... And so I've heard ready of this. to be recycled. Let's I've see. heard of this. This is a weird phenomenon. When you have current in a wire and you get moisture on one end, the capillary action of the wire will draw moisture through the entire thing, and but it's it was exacerbated the, by the current. But there was only one wire like that, right? Which only is odd. one. So I wonder where that one. Like, I but I said, I said, yeah, the, the green wires messed really messed up. And the guy at, at Partsville at Scooterville said, "Yep, yeah, green wire, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yep, I'll do that." <laughs> and it looked almost like the wiring harnesses on the Mercedes. Mercedes that disintegrate because Mercedes did biodegradable wiring harnesses in the nineties, wow, which is the idea. stupidest thing ever. Oh, we're very <laughs> environmentally conscious. This car will be guaranteed not to work by two thousand six. Yeah, exactly. It's planned obsolescence <laughs> there, but they just awful. call it green. They had super green. The green wire was made with green sheathing because exactly. it just absolutely yes. didn't work. So it actually turned to dust physical like dust yep, the yep. sheathing was dust and all the wires were little tiny pieces of wire it wasn't like the the sheathing <laughs> fell off and it was just a long wire the wire itself Somehow disintegrated the wire also yeah just gone anyway so i take the stator plate off i desolder all the wires and i get all the right colors <laughs> and i run all the new wires in solder all the wires it looks like made a little harness yeah. i'm so proud oh, of myself yeah, it looks so great oh man Done it was, right. it was like the solder. <laughs> and at what point do you go back to your book and say, wait a minute? So, the, so I'm like, I'm all set. I'm like, this is great. 
and I'm going to go over there. I'm going to, I bolted it on and uh-huh. I got all the new wires on. And then I peeled the harness back on the, on the scooter the existing itself. Harness, yep. yep. Peeled it back and I bolted it together and I go, these, this, and I started looking at the manual and I'm looking at the manual for the stator for my year and I'm seeing these colors. I said, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. There's a purple. I don't have a purple. There's a blue. I don't have a blue. There's seven wires. I have five. And I, and I just, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe this is an aftermarket stator. Yeah. Like someone upgraded the stator and, and I'm so blind. Yeah, because okay. if I just would have looked at closely at the stator, which I didn't, and I didn't look closely at it, because why would you think it's? I'm, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there looking at it. I go, "That's points. It's breaker points. There's a breaker point on an electric on an ignition scooter, supposedly." And, and I go, "What? That's not." And I go, "Oh no!" And I'm so, like, "Okay, well, someone. Well, that's why it didn't work because someone yeah. tried to put this on there, yeah. and then the green wire didn't work." And I go, and I start looking even further. And at what point did you call me? I called I called you to show you the points. Right. You're like, I said, what's this wrong here? Points. What's going on? Like, Why well, does let me see points? the points. And you're like, he's not supposed to have points. And I was yeah. like, oh. And then I said, and you're like, Why? Like, what's going on here? Did someone wire this differently and put this on? I go, Chris, remember how nothing was hooked up and the motor yes. wasn't even bolted in properly. The the rear trail of the trailing <laughs> arm where it bolts to the shock had a like Home Depot bolt. Right. And none of the wiring was hooked up. None of the wiring was hooked up. None of the cables were hooked up. up. Spark plug was loose. Everything was loose. Everything. All the bolts. The flywheel thing was loose. Everything was loose. You realize what happened. Someone just took a different motor they had and bolted it on in order to down the road this thing. They did. And what happened was is they took that motor, which is which has points. Right. And they bolted it up and went, Oh shit. This wiring harness doesn't work. I don't even I think can't. they got that far. I, I think, think it's they someone did. who had some sort of scooter collection was just like, well, I need to get rid of this one. And I have this motor laying over here and I have this body. I'll just bolt that and then sell it to Doug, who doesn't know any better. <laughs> or Chris, who doesn't know any <laughs> right. better. And then Doug sold it to or Chris. Doug's four-wheelers. No, I, Doug's four-wheelers. He didn't know. He had no idea. So. They, they they seem like pretty cherry dudes over there. Who knows? Anyway, so you start to go, well, what's the displacement on it? Because it's supposed to be 200 <laughs> I, yeah, cc. Yeah, I said, well, you need to find some find sort out of what identifier. Motor it is. Like, yeah, find I out said, what motor what, it is. What motor is that? Yep. And I knew I knew immediately that I was going to be disappointed because they didn't make a two a 200 cc points motor. They just it, it right. didn't. And I look and I find I'm looking on the cylinder I was head. expecting, well, I suppose you had seen the Italian writing on the with the Ducati. I yep. was expecting it was going to be like a Chinese knockoff motor. Which, which, yeah, if it would have been a 200 cc Chinese knockoff, probably would have been better than <laughs> finding out that I have. Well, maybe not. I have a 125 cc right. engine from a like what is it a PX or TX or I, I don't know something X. But it's an earlier motor. No, nope, same year. I looked oh, up really? the VIN number. Okay, interesting. Looked up the VIN number. It is a. It is from that. Uh, from 80, that year, 1980. 80. Yep. But it has points. So I start. I go. Okay. What do I got to do? Right. Here's the plan. Okay. So <laughs> I could either try and find. Well, I saw you had since removed the entire. I motor took the whole, the whole engine out because yeah. either way, the engine has to come out. Either I'm putting a new engine in or I'm rebuilding this engine. Okay. So either way, engine All out. Right. right? So what's, the, what's the plan? Which is super light. I can pick it up with one hand. It's great with yeah. the whole wheel and everything. Yeah. It's awesome. So I can either do one of two things. Okay. I can either make the 125cc engine, 177cc engine. Okay, okay so that is, that's the big board. That's as big as you can go. 177 cc. I've got the carb for it. The carb okay. that I have that I bought to is put on mine what's is the carb that's supposed to go on there. Okay, and it's good for if I do the carb and I do a exhaust with a pipe, 
Right, an expansion chamber. Expansion chamber, like yeah. a two-stroke, like you see on a right? That's where you get all your power from. That's where you get the power from, and obviously displacement, right? And you'd have to do a little bit of porting. Right. Uh, that is good for stock. My 200cc had 12 horsepower. Okay. I will have 19 horsepower. Oh, there you which go. Which is like... 80 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like stupid. Just lifting the front tire Alter, up. Or, and yeah. that's, guess how much that is? Mm. For the whole kit. It's a billet uh, this, cylinder head. Yeah. And it's. The pipe is the most expensive part. I don't have, not including the pipe. I didn't look that oh, up yet. The pipe is going to be expensive. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because the whole motor kit, everything. It's like 200 bucks. Yeah. 299. Yeah. It's 299. Welcome that's to two it's cycles. Like 299. Yep, it's, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, or. Yep. How much are the pipes? What is that going to cost me? It'll be depending. You want a good pipe that's actually tuned right for it. It'll right. be mm, four to five hundred bucks. Give me a break. You can buy the whole motor with a bullet cylinder yeah. for two ninety nine. The exhaust. Uh-huh, that's where they get you. <laughs> that's where they get you. I mean, I don't know Vespas, but I know old mopeds and stuff. Yeah. And like a really well designed pipe. Yeah. That's where the money is. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just try to get it running as is first. And, I think you should. And, yeah. Well, not as is now. Oh, that is the solution that I'm not going to do, which is what? just get the points to work. Why not? You have everything that needs to be work like to work right here. You, okay, Chris, was this meant to be a high performance machine? Like, what is your goal with this scooter? Well, it wasn't meant to be a low performance machine. I live in the sticks. I want to at least be able to drive it down to the studio. Then every- buy a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't want this one. This is so dumb. I don't this want whole one. Thing is Although so that, dumb. that BMW I sent you was pretty sweet. That, oh yeah, yeah. You'd never seen a K series bike. Never seen one. Yeah, it's a flat engine. Well, it's like on a side. It's an inline four cylinder on its side. Yeah, they're cool. That yeah. looks neat. They I would look, own one of those. They look even better when they're just completely stripped. I love the I love the idea of the a Vespa. 90s fairing. <laughs> I love the idea of of a Vespa. It's it's romantic. It's Italian. You know. It's, I did see you post an electric uh, like an electric conversion. They're ridiculously expensive. Right. I want to do it. It's just too much money. Yeah. It's too much money. I, you cannot. Here's the other solution. What? Okay. So there's three, actually. There's one that I'm not going to do, which is just leave it alone and get it running as is because that sucks. That's boring. Because that would have been. You, here, I tell you what, if you come over to my house uh-huh. and you help me figure out the wiring, uh-huh. which is mystery time right now. No, it's not. There's not that much. You said there's five wires. Yeah, but I don't know what, what they do. I don't understand staters. I don't, I, I don't know. So if you come over and help me figure it out, yeah. I'll do what you suggest. That's the only way I'm doing that. Otherwise, I'm going to take that stator off, uh-huh. take the coil that's on there off, buy the right one. Why? Because you can just buy the right thing and it'll just plug into the harness. I don't like these mystery things. <laughs> okay. I want it to just work. And then what? Or I can buy a uh, an original 200e motor. How much is that? A thousand dollars. Yeah, that's they're really expensive. Like really expensive. Which is why the guy probably sold it off. He's like, oh, I could part this thing out and get this much more money. Yeah, but that was still 30 years ago. I don't know. Unless Doug's four-wheelers. Yeah, see? It's possible. It's possible. Doug's four-wheelers. I think you should motor swap that thing, put something completely different in it. Like what? What are you thinking? What could I put in there? I... You could probably put... Well, you can get um, Honda Four Cycle 110 clones, dirt, dirt cheap, and those you can get a lot of performance out of. How much CCs? One ten. One ten. I can put a one hundred seventy seven CC motor on yeah, that thing it for. It's not two ninety nine, Chris. It's not the same. It it's two stroke, equate. more torque. <laughs> okay. Why would I do that? How much I is that going to cost? I don't know. You just want it to be more interesting than. Yes. Well, I think having a one hundred seventy seven CC engine that sounds like like 
Like a chainsaw? Like a chainsaw. Yes. I want that sound. Jesus. I like it. Oh, I like Jesus. this. I was also selling you, sending you two-stroke chainsaws. I had no idea that you were people were building uh, cha- like huge, what are they called? They're, uh, there's a name for them. Like hot saw. That's it. Hot yeah. saws. Yeah. And these guys have these giant like. They'll take small black Chevys and mount them up to a big. That, but they also tune up the two-strokes. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah, have yeah, hot yeah. saw two-strokes. I'm like, wow, this is I, this two-stroke world. I have a buddy is, who has Something like that. I want to mess with two-stroke. I want to mess with it. I want to screw with it. I want to mess with it. You need to read the two-cycle tuning handbook. The resonance tuning of these things is like black magic wizardry. It's almost like like carburation in the way that the charge... The charge of the you're the talking pressure. Re- intake resonance tuning, but the exhaust I'm, resonance. What, what I'm talking about is yeah. how carbs run on the ch- pressure and the resonant frequency of the cylinder right. pulling fuel in. With the two stroke, it's the exhaust as well, and right. I guess with carbs it is as well too. But it's not quite as important as it is for yeah, two stroke. You can't run a four cycle carburetor on a two cycle. No, because it has to do with the resonance back pressure. As I, well. I think it's, it'd be a lot of fun to screw around with two stroke. But I've, here's the here's the deal. I've been there. If you've, I've done that, and I got sick of it because I was like, I don't want to ride something that just goes. <laughs> the whole time. Why not? Because it's fine. Because you're you're weak, Jake. I obviously, you're weak. Obviously. <laughs> so you're gonna come over and help me wire this thing up and get it running, or what? No, just throw it in your trunk and I'll get it running and give it back to you. No, that's no fun. <laughs> you wouldn't go with me to go get it. You won't come over to help me fix it. You live so far away. When are you gonna move closer? I drive down here two or three times a week. Yep. Don't give me any shit. You can come up and visit me every once in a while. <laughs> I will. It's okay. bitter cold out or has been, so I'm not coming up during that. No, no, it's it's pretty Regardless, it's pretty um This episode brought to you by our Patreon. Of course it who is. Who we love very, very much. Patreon.com slash overcrest. Head over there to check it out for as little as five dollars a month. If you're you jonesing get, for our like SR seventy one Blackbird stuff and you want in, it's guess out. What? it's there right now. There's two more episodes. You don't have to wait. There right They're now. there right now. They're there at this very present moment all right so why don't we talk a little bit oh patreon.com slash overcrest also yeah subscribe to the podcast hit that subscribe button if you're new we'd really like that so the ford motor company sent a letter to texas dealers on thursday chris saying they want to help communities in the state who have of course been experiencing power outages due to the winter storm so you know what's going on in texas so you had actually just explained it to me all i know is like it's cold down there and no one has power it's cold no one has power there's a couple reasons all of the windmills stopped working, and while they're they like froze up, they froze up. They're not winterized. I didn't it's, realize that was a thing. Well, they can they can be winterized, so okay. they can be made to not freeze up. But okay. Texas, this is a once in a hundred year type of thing. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is not a. It doesn't usually get to zero or whatever in Texas. Right, it just doesn't. This is a huge phenomenon. So unprecedented cold. Everybody's basically rushing to blame somebody. Okay, when really this is a once in a century type of thing. Okay. okay, it's it's not something anybody could Which have foreseen. Coming. A pandemic was too, so it's just there's a lot. Of there's stuff a lot going of on. shit going on. <laughs> yeah, it's I, when are the, the the four horsemen coming? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, so all the windmills stopped working. I think like 15%, 20% of, of some, I forget what the exact number is on. on but the, a large portion large, of the power grid in Texas comes from, from, from wind. wind. It's dead. Wind is dead. Only 2% of so it is boom, still working. So all of a sudden you got. And then the natural gas and the coal, about 20% of that stopped working. Which amongst, Why does that stop? The actual natural gas lines froze up. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if at some temperature it turns to liquid and then turns from and just freezes. I don't know the chemistry of it, but a lot of the lines froze up. And I think there was also, I was reading somewhere that there was some consumer protection regulation that if a price got too high, the power company could not deliver at a price that was too high. Because the spot price, the spot price of natural gas, because of the shortage of everything that was going on, it went crazy. 
People, well, you posted that uh, at one point it would have cost $900 to charge your Tesla. Yes, yeah, the gas, the electric prices are wild. Absolutely wow. wild. So so this it, is going on, and so Ford sent a letter. Jake, are you prepared? What? Are you prepared for this type of situation? We'll get there after this. No, I'm not. I don't know. What <laughs> What do you want me to say? I don't I'm know. I'm just wondering, what kind of preparations do you have? Because well, I've, I've spent, I was up till 1 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out a way to get my well pump to work if I ran out of electricity. Why? Because I want to have water. These people have been without food. They've been out without water. All the grocery stores, the shelves are empty. Wow. So the shelves are empty. I mean, there's no food. There's no water. There's infrastructure here that's prepared for that. I know, but what? There could be other things. I don't know. I have no idea. Who would ever have thought this would happen in Texas? True. So I'm thinking to myself, what can I do to have water? Because I have a generator. The proper hour with Chris. (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking it up. I don't know. So there's. There's different wells. You can't just, you can get a hand pump. Right. You can get a hand pump that is stainless that'll work in the cold. Okay. It's like $1,300. Or you mm. can get like a solar well pump, which is like $1,300. Okay. And that's too, all of these options are too expensive. So basically my family is going to be drinking out of the toilet because, I, <laughs> because I, I'm not going to Dylan spend- Dylan is going to be very upset. That yes, my dog will be upset. I'm not going to spend $1,300 for, no, for this you're, instance. You're, I just cannot, I can't. The life of your family is not worth that. No, not at all. I would, I would not ra- even close. I would rather spend the money uh-huh. on a generator that will run the well pump I already have. Sure, so that I makes have to, sense. So I have to get a again back to the generator thing. My free generator from Amazon, if right. you remember that. Uh, where is that now? It's still on my porch where they delivered Why it. Why didn't you take it inside? It's heavy. Oh my. It's heavy and it's icy yeah, out there. It's heavy. It <laughs> might slip. No, it is actually really freaking heavy. I think it's like 125 pounds and it's this giant box and it's awkward. That I'll probably just drag it over there. I know I'm lazy. I'm lazy. <laughs> okay. I'm good. lazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just sitting. To get out I bet the you. FedEx guy's like, what is with this guy? It's yes. still, still sitting here. <laughs> Someone's going to just take it. Nah. Nah, they're not. Nah. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. They're not gonna take it. Anyway, I didn't pay for the thing anyway. But I need to get a. I need to get a bigger generator so I can power my house. That would make me feel much better. Okay. How much do you want for that generator? Uh, I will take. It's a fifteen hundred dollar generator. Uh huh. It's on sale for nine ninety nine uh-huh. on Amazon right now. It is yours for the cost of seven hundred and seventy nine dollars. Or I just come up to your house and take it. Well, now you said that, so now I know where to look. <laughs> no one would ever know. Um, I actually, I might keep it around. And just scalp, I'll just scalp it when someone else is desperate. Yeah, sounds like there the, you go. that sounds like the way to go. That's uh, what everybody else does in these situations. Yeah, well, I love how it's like. Oh, I love these preppers because they have all the supplies I need when you just come over and rob them. So I'll yeah. just come rob you. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> there are other items in my house that would worth that. Or I can keep it, and then if my neighbor needs a generator and he doesn't have power in a bad situation, I can be a good neighbor and I can help out. Just like State Farm. Just like State Farm. And State Farm, Chris is there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So what anyways, did Ford do now that we ruined to it? Ford, they sent a letter to dealers down in Texas stating, as of this morning, there are still hundreds of thousands of Texans that do not have electricity. I've seen stories of families standing in line at shelters and sleeping in vehicles just to stay warm. I cannot imagine what they must be going through. One way you there may was be able at to one ass- point there was up to 14 million people without power. Jeez. There's you go on Twitter. There's everybody's pipes are broken. Yeah. There's just water pouring out of all over the place. Oh. This, this, this state and the city, like the water departments are like, we don't have, you need to stop using water because we don't have water pressure anymore. Wow. So people are not getting water anymore from city water. Wow. It's, it's chaos. It is like a third world country. <laughs> my, people, one hey, of my good- this is sad. People are dying. Okay. There's like 20 people that have died. Wow. And there's a family that left their car running in their garage and died. Oh, there's all, this is, I know this is, 
it's bad. This yeah. is this is this should not be happening here. Okay, this shouldn't be happening in America. Yeah, Granted, right. it's, it's a once in a lifetime thing, once in right. a century. But how are we not able to help these people out? Right. Like what? How are we not? There was I was some guy was uh, posting. Hey, looking at the webcam of Houston, the parking ramp lights are on. What's going Go on there. here? Yeah. Why couldn't we just say, hey, city hall's open. Everyone cold. Come here. Exactly. Maybe they did. I don't know. But right. I just don't feel like people should be dying from this. Oh, there was a. Dude, there was an animal sanctuary that had all kinds of chimps, and but they're all dead. Wow. It's yeah. just this horrible, horrible thing that's just... Wow. There's almost nothing good to have to come out of it. It's no. awful. Um, the letter continues from Ford saying, One way you may be able to assist your community is providing the use of a new 2021 F-150 Power Boost Hybrid or the F-150s equipped with the Power Pro on board. Currently, we have over 400 of these F-150s in stock in Texas. The letter goes on then to describe how the dealers should loan the vehicles out to those in need. And did they do it? Yeah, because basically you can just they have an onboard generator. And you can plug right into the F-150. That's awesome. It, they're very cool. So, yeah, you can basically, what you do is you take the cord and you you basically backfeed it into, if you, if you're a very simple way to do it is to plug it right into one of your power receptacles and it will power everything that's on that circuit. Sure. And it'll, it'll just power just whatever's there. Obviously, it's not going to run your well pump, but I think maybe we could figure out a way to get it to run your furnace. I don't know. You might have, that's a little bit more complicated wiring. <laughs> this uh, is electrical a good, engineering advice by Chris. Yeah, I know. It's not good. I think uh, most furnaces are they're 15 amp, 110, the, the blower motor, but they don't just plug into the wall. So you're going to have to figure out right. another way that, to do this. This is a grand gesture. It's three days too late. You know, everybody's. You, you think so? Why did they do this three or four days ago? I don't know. They probably didn't realize until someone was like, well, yeah, I took one of the Fords home from, you know, the dealer yeah. probably well, said this. And he's it's like, a great, oh, it is a great gesture. It and I cool. hope it helps someone. You know, they don't have plow trucks. Right. There's ice. They had an ice storm. Yeah. There's, there's that's what's terrible. I've been seeing on, on Instagram, people are like, hey, I've got all-wheel drive. If you need me to come get you or something, I'll come get you. Like car guys I know. Wow. It's, it's I can't impress upon you enough of how wild it must be to be down there. Yeah. That is nuts. Chris, in another story, there's a new Porsche 911 GT3. Okay. What else? Is there any other news? <laughs> you so we we were joking about this earlier. You just don't care about this. I I I do care very much. I think this is a great car. It's just not for me. Why? How much is this thing? I don't have the price here. I don't okay. know. It's expensive. Continue I'm with sure. the story. I'm going to look up the price. Okay. It's uh it uses a four liter naturally aspirated flat six as it should. That's shared with the cup car. This is actually the first time that the GT3 has shared the engine with the cup car in the 991 series. It was a different motor in the motorsport. Uh, iterative version okay price estimated price because they haven't released it yet one hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah that's about about what i'd expect that's what i paid for my house (laughs) i mean what where have we gone (laughs) no wonder you live in the boonies (laughs) yeah well it's worth twice that now but it's i i can't yeah it's so far removed i can't relate with it i love it i love to aspire to i mean it's it's a unique car you yeah, know, I don't like how big it is, and I don't like the front um, the front exhaust scoops on the hood. Right. Have you seen that? I do yeah, not yeah. like I that. I think one of the things that people always say about these, and everybody that tests drive, I was, I drove a, a 991 GT3. Yeah. Um, not, I didn't drive a 992, uh, obviously. And they feel smaller every year, right. is what people say. Yeah. They, so, they feel smaller, they feel better, they're faster, they're tighter, but it's all computers, right? It's not... You're not faster. 
you're not better. No. The car is better. Sure. And I want to feel better. I want to feel <laughs> I want to feel when I get into a car and I grab that steering wheel and it feels like a gor- a gorilla and eventually I pin that motherfucker to the ground <laughs> and make him mine. That gorilla is my you bitch. You want to dominate the I car. I want to dominate. I want to I want to take that danger <laughs> and I want to shove something down its throat. And I, and I've earned it. Uh-huh. I learned something. I'm better. I'm a better man. Because I, I took this danger and it's and I made it mine. <laughs> and yeah, I don't feel like you're doing it with these. By the time you've taken the danger and made it yours, you're you're going 190 miles an hour. Right. You've got you've got four cops chasing. You've got you've got five stars like Grand Theft Auto as you're driving around running from the, the tanks cops. Are coming. Yes. It's re- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever just put the code in? You know what ruined Grand Theft Auto what? is when it came out that you could just put a code in to get a tank. Oh, I, The game yeah. was no longer fun when you could just drive around and blow yeah, up all the yeah, cops exactly, that came after you. Yeah. I Anyways. Just, it's just, it's too, I think it's great. I'm like, wow, look at that thing. That's amazing. It looks amazing at Cars and Coffee. I think it's cool watching the evolution of the GT3 because this is a lineage of an exact model. I want to hear about the engine. What do we so got? So it is a 502 horsepower. It has 346,000. Not 346,000 pounds of torque. Man. I'm used to talking about jets with our SR-71 and all of our Lockheed stuff. Where so everything's measured in thousands. It's all in thousands. Yeah. yeah, no, this is 346 pound feet of torque and revs to 9,000 RPM. Uh, it also features six independent throttle bodies, which is new for a water-cooled engine. It's awesome. Uh, the entire car weighs in at 3,152 pounds, which is about the same as the outgoing 991 model, which is actually impressive since the new 992 is much larger. Have you sat in a 992? Yeah, it's they're a, huge. It's a touring car. Like, yeah, it's they're just massive. A big they're absolutely car. massive. Now, I feel really small in it. I'm not a big guy. Right. And I, the, the door frame is really high because of crash standards and stuff right. like that. And you like can't even reach across to no. get the other door. No, if you can't get a hand job or a blow job in a, <laughs> in a sports car and the girl's just trying to like get a passport so she can come over and put her <laughs> hand down passport. your pants. <laughs> I just, Jesus. they're just too big. Um, uh, it is light. <laughs> thanks to all the carbon fiber components that were previously reserved for the RS variant. So like with the 991 GT3, it didn't have any carbon fiber until you got to the GT3 RS. So you have the hood, the deck lid, roof and fenders are all carbon fiber on this one. Most notably the feature is the Swan neck rear wing, Chris. So this is basically the, what do you? What is that? I'm trying to like move my neck. To oh, the, like with, you're doing a swan impression. Yeah, I'm trying that to figure terrible. out what a swan neck. That thing was is. terrible. Well, I'm not a swan. Okay, <laughs> jeez, man. So normally, picture a wing on a car, right? Which is different than a spoiler. Do you know the difference between a spoiler and a wing? A spoiler spoils the air, right? And a wing is a wing. <laughs> <laughs> As stupid as you sound, you are right. So a spoiler does spoil the natural airflow over a car. I hate you right now. The shape of a car. Listen to Jake tell me I'm right. (laughs) But you don't know why you're right. That's what bugs me. Damn it. The natural shape of a car produces negative downforce, a.k.a. lift. Right. We we learned that with our McLaren episode where we interviewed Paul House. And he's like, every car has negative lift or or positive lift. You got it. You got it wrong. Yes. It's positive positive. lift. What he said is most aerodynamics only neutralize a car's lift. Right. Whereas the... P1 actually has positive downforce. Right. So can, like drive up. And that's down. what we're trying to do is add positive downforce with this swan right, neck but, spoiler. Right. But 
I'm just going back to explaining this and you don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Anyways, the shape of a car, any car, it's flat on the bottom yeah. and it's curved on the top like a wing. Like right? an airplane. Yes. yes. So Bernoulli's principle, it's creating lift because it's lower pressure on top because the air's traveling faster. So a spoiler. That's why my 911 feels way better with a ducktail at 140 than right, it does without it. A ducktail is a spoiler. Yes. That's because it basically takes spoils the shape. Spoils the air. Well, it spoils the shape. It, yes, it, it takes the rounded shape that makes the air travel faster over the top and tries to spoil that by making it go slower and therefore adding higher pressure on the top. So and there's also, a little, there's got to be, it's, I always thought there was also a little bit of pushing going on. You're just getting a little bit of downforce there too because it's pushing on I the wing. I just said it's a high pressure system. You're well, I'm talking pressure. about actual physical like weight, like it adds a weight to the car. What do you think high pressure is in air? Well, I thought you're talking about the actual pressure removal of the actual air. That I thought we were talking about the air that goes. This is getting ridiculous. This Anyways, is- <laughs> a wing is different because it actually creates negative lift. It pushes down by having a wing structure. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That then creates downforce. Gotcha. That's spoiler, what. That's what I was thinking. Yes, a spoiler only spoils the lift of a car. A wing actually creates downforce okay gotcha. a gooseneck wing Chris, okay let's talk about rather that. than having an upright on a wing that basically just t- like connects to the bottom like right a t right but you have two of them so yep. it's more like a weird shaped double t um a swan neck actually or gooseneck rather goes over the top and connects to the top of the wing and it's also ugly it is ugly. The problem or the reason for doing that is you have basically have more interrupt, uninterrupted surface area on the bottom, which creates more downforce. It's ugly. It is it ugly. It looks stupid. It I looks do not very like it. stupid. How many people do you think are going to take that off and put a regular wing on their car? Well, that's it looks, why they're offering the touring package, which, uh-huh, is, which again, is what I would own anyway. Exactly. I would 100%. order the GT3 touring and then I would take the GT3 touring badge off. Why? I just, I, I don't want any ostentatious anything. Touring is ostentatious. Yeah, but it just, I just would, de- I like debadging things. I actually thought, what would my car be like without the Porsche badge on the front? Because it's just, it, if you could just remove that and just get away from the, you know, I just, I like Oh, the- oh like you're going to remove it and suddenly everyone's going to go, I wonder what kind of car that is. <laughs> Gee, that iconic know, shape that's just- been around for 50 years. I wonder what kind of car that is. It's almost, it would just be more of a subtle statement to, I don't care that it's a Porsche. If, to me, it is just a tool. Which I guess makes I'm me. I'm so hip. I don't I know, even I just care. I'm driving a Porsche. I, man. I realize that makes yeah, me man. seem like seem even, almost um, even more last pretentious. Last note on this: it's available through with both the six-speed manual and a hey, seven-speed nice. DS. So you can manually shift your hideous GT3 anywhere you want to go. Yeah, I think it looks decent, other than the the wing. No, the front end does not look good. You don't like it? No, the uh, outlets for the front. Air, yeah. aerodynamic situation that comes up over the hood. Not a fan. Color matched, it would be much better. I bet. So it would kind of blend. I've seen it color in. matched. I still don't still like don't it. Still don't like it. No, because it's right. a big negative area. Right. It doesn't look good. Um, Chris, you like to say, "Get out of your boat." Get out of my boat. You're gonna love. That's old school throwback for somebody. Is. Yeah, you're gonna love this. Get into this boat. The V12 seems to be an endangered species in the car world, of course, with manufacturers downsizing power plants and moving entirely to electric. However, in the boat world, that is not the case. Tell me more. Mercury has just released the first ever V12 outboard motor. Okay. The engine. Have you been to the boat show lately? No. These outboard engines They're are getting massive. so big. You're looking so up at them. Massive. They are absolutely enormous. Well, let me tell you about this thing. It is okay. so enormous. Wait till I get to the weight. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I couldn't believe it. Okay. It's a 7.6 liter quad cam 60 degree V12 that produces 600 horsepower. 
And just imagine some guy's going to just wait till the guy puts four of them on a pontoon because you know it's going to well, happen. That's, that is the reason they produced this. Um, basically, so guys could put four of them on a pontoon? Exactly for that reason. <laughs> exactly that reason. I think it's for guys that want to get across the, the lake on their little bass, sparkly this little bass boat. This is not for a bass boat. No? You can now put this on a bass boat. Why not? rating is 40 feet. Oh. You have to have a 40-foot boat to put this on? Yeah. Says who? It says Mercury. It's the rules? What are you talking You're about? You're going to sink your boat otherwise. That's cantilever effect. Wait till I get to the weight. That's okay. why you know. Okay. But anyways, inside the powerhead, the engine is mounted, of course, on its end, like a normal outboard, uh, with the cylinder banks pointing outward. Now, normally, a boat with an outboard is steered by turning the entire engine, right? right. Yeah. But the Verado, as it's called. The Does that mean Verado, I don't know. It means dumb. Um, <laughs> instead, has an electric hydraulically actuated gear case that pivots the prop under the water. So it's basically just the transom side underneath moves. Uh, another industry first is a two-speed transmission. So you can actually shift this thing. It has a 20% lower first gear. And they say that it's so smooth that you won't notice it's shifting gears. The entire unit, however, weighs 1,300 pounds for an you outboard. You gotta be kidding me. For an outboard. Well, nobody's putting that on their pontoon. Well, no. Uh, according to Mercury, a couple of Verado V12s uses 20% less fuel at cruising than a trio of competitive 425 horsepower outboards. So you're there you go. Because you have these guys that have, you know, four like four different yeah. V8s on their outboards, and so why not just have two of these? I I mean, yeah, why not? Well, I mean, they're absolutely. I'll tell the you why, is, because they are seventy-seven dollars <laughs> each. How long is it? I bet at SEMA this year or next year, someone's got one of these in a car. There was a, we, <laughs> have you ever seen, there's like a. The oiling would be wrong though, because they stand upright in the powerhouse. It doesn't matter. It's been the done. There's head. a guy who has a two stroke. Well, I guess the two strokes are a little bit yeah, different. No oiling. Yeah. The two stroke in a car sounds awesome. It's super it's, rad. You and this two-stroke thing lately. I know. They sound rad. Jeez. All right. Um, Stellantis, Chris, is dismantling the SR team as we know it. The SR team? SRT team. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a bummer. We called up Joel to see what he had to say. Hello? Mr. Joel Fetter. Oh, it's Jake. <laughs> How are you, sir? Well, I just left physical therapy, friends, so I'm a little tired. Okay. Well, hopefully that'll bring you down to, like, baseline level of a normal person, since usually you're I'm gonna, way I'm going to achieve my level of Chris Zen. Chris Zen. So I wanted to talk to you because you did your own due diligence and research into this whole Stellantis dis dismantling Dodge's SRT program. I did. So Stellantis, which I feel like we this. do need to remind everyone that it's not a pharmaceutical company. This is, of course, the conglomerate of Fiat Chrysler and the PSA, French Auto Group. They recently announced Correct. that they are basically axing SRT. So that's not accurate. So okay. they're not axing SRT. SRT isn't going anywhere. There'll be new SRT models. There'll be SRT badging and all that stuff. What they did was they basically dissolve the SRT team. So let me, let me like- How is that any like, different? So now SRT is just gonna be a marketing badge and not have any actual performance behind it. No, not also accurate. So let me explain. So there'll be still SRT performance models. What this means is, all right, so let's say three months ago, there were, let's call it a hundred guys or girls that worked at Stellantis, then FCA, they came into work and the only thing they ever touched was SRT badge products. And right. they reported to a head of SRT, right? What right. this now means, and this started, by the way, 
what I found out months ago with, with certain people already being moved off products. Um, what this now means is there is no SRT boss. There, that team is dissolved, and those people are going to be distributed throughout the company on various products. So this is definitely not necessarily 100% a bad thing. It could be a good thing as TBD. There will still be high-performance vehicles. They will still be badge SRT. What it means is Joe, who only worked on SRT stuff every day, now might be assigned to make a Grand Cherokee ride and handle sportier or the base charger or a minivan. But in turn, he might do the base uh, charger and then be tasked with then tuning the SRT high performance model of the charger. So basically what they're doing is they're taking their high performance people mm -hmm. and spreading them out to non high performance products along with high performance products. But the biggest thing here is that they no longer have a department with just SRT, which means these people, Joe, now reports to the head of whichever product he's working on. So if he's working on Dodge Charger, he's reporting to the head of whoever the Dodge Charger is, not an SRT person. So Don't you think Joe that's going to dilute SRT? the craziness that has been SRT? Like, that means we're not going to be sticking 900 horsepower big box into everything, the Hellcat motor. I think, I think it's TBD, and sure. here's why. Uh, all of those decisions weren't made by SRT. They were greenlit by executives and then SRT team was tasked with executing it and engineering it, right? So they weren't the ones greenlighting that stuff ever. And they they, they weren't because they're not the executives doing this. So they were the people executing and engineering it. So what the real question will be is, since there's no longer just an SRT team, will the people, because if you read my article, what it, what it, what it comes down to is SRT models will still have SRT powertrains, suspensions, and maybe aero work. What the question comes down to is, will it be just a performance-minded dude or gal that is now in charge of tuning the SRT car or will be an SRT person, right? And the right. answer is, it might be an SRT person, but it might not. And so that's the question. Yeah, so what I feel like is bad about this is I have this image of this group of crazy engineers locked in a room, and they're all like snorting coke off the center table, and they're like, what, what else can we put the elephant engine into? Let's put it in the minivan. Let's do that. And I feel like if you don't have this just group of crazy people who only work on performance stuff, you're going to lose some of that just crazy audacity. Maybe. But maybe. But you got to realize that people like Tim Kaniskis, who grew up in Detroit, like poking holes and fenders and stuff with his dad. I've interviewed him. He's told me about these stories. Right. And changing out tires and wheels of the drag ship. He's still an executive at FCA. Stellantis, right. And he's the guy or him and his colleagues are the guys that were making the decision to green light this stuff. Right. They weren't the ones engineering it. And so I, I, th there's good and bad. The good part is this is going to spread goodness to all products right? That's the goodness, right? Like you could make a minivan or a regular old Durango handle better. That's good. That's good. Okay. The bad part is, is that you might not have an SRT batch product that's developed by only an SRT team. That's the, that, and it's not a bad thing. It's a TBD. How is that going to turn out thing? Like, I don't know. I'm still yeah. skeptical and sad by this news because I, I like to think of the SRT team was like this skunk works program, which, of course, I'm alluding to our other series of episodes about Lockheed Martin. But, you know, you think of all these crazy engineers that are in this singular group doing the crazy shit for the company. And it sounds like, like that will be diluted, if nothing else. I feel like the internet's gotten in a big tizzy about it. I feel like we, accurate, we reported it accurately, I think, as news. I think 
overall, a lot of people really jumped the gun in my personal opinion on the internet. Like Sam Smith, Magherty, and 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 uh, and many other sites. He's uh, proving grounds and all these other things. He uh, he retweeted my thing and he asked me what I think about this, and I said, I mean, on one hand, sad, right? On the other hand, it's like, well, like let's not just make assumptions and let's drive the product and see what it really is like, because like at the end of the day, the proof is in the product. So like. To just say this is awful and be terrible. Joel, I Joel. mean, if it makes other vehicles better, Joel. especially the cars that are cheaper, Joel, it's I'm Chris. for that. Joel. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was I was doing something. I like cheeseburgers. I don't want Me to too. try other food. <laughs> I already like the cheeseburgers that Dodge is making. They're saying that they're starting a new restaurant with, and they're going to take the employees and take all the good cooks that made the best cheeseburgers I've ever had and they're going to scatter them out throughout the wind into different restaurants and I'm going to expect that the food there is going to be just as good as the cheeseburgers I already had. I want everyone listening to know that Chris almost bought a Hellcat cheeseburger and then didn't. So he didn't buy the cheeseburger. But, yeah, I, the, but, I, but I'm just, you know what I'm saying though is is the cooks in the kitchen are being split up. You. There's no way the food is going to well, be as good. Thing. Here's like, my hold concern. on, what, I'm, I'm not finished. Of this is not. like having the 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 one restaurant that's really good in town, and then someone picks it up, and all of a sudden it's a franchise, and they all get spread all over the place. It's not special anymore. It's been diluted. It's just it's just it's it's a bunch of pancheros all over the place. Here to it might be to riff off of your analogy though, Chris. The the ingredients are already there, and we have the yep. recipe for how to make these things. My concern is without all the crazy cooks doing coke in the back kitchen together anymore, they've all been spread apart, they're not going to be able to come up with the newest, craziest innovation that is now the 1,200-horsepower Hellcat. But remember, the engineers were executing. The guys green lighting and saying, yeah, we can do that. The guys that you're talking about with the coke, they were in the C-suite, and they're still there. No, but there's one guy doing coke with the minivan guys. And they're like, what the hell is up with Jim? He just keeps going, all right, guys, let's put the Hellcat in this thing. Uh, Look, I I just, yeah, it's sad. But like, okay, hang on. Here's another thing. (laughs) Why are you trying to put a positive spin on this when it sucks? It's sad, but you also have to realize, so hang on. I want to just be clear on something because I know things you don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, So... The, 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 the Jeep Wrangler 392 that's coming out the V8, right? Yep. And the TRX, the, the Hellcat truck. Right. Yep. Both those things do not have SRT badges on. Both those things had SRT engineers that were ending up on the Ram team or the Wrangler team to help with those. So you have to realize, because those weren't full SRT vehicles. They don't have SRT badges, Interesting. right? So you, you have to realize, like, those guys, the Wrangler guys, had the help of the SRT guys, Right. Like, and the TRX guys had the help of the SRT guys. Yeah, the TRX guys. Yeah, but do you think it was like the Wrangler guys were like, wow, look at those dudes over there in that other room. They're all got party hats on and they're making cool cool shit. Maybe we should go knock on that door and have one of those guys come over there and make the Wrangler awesome. Now it's going to be like, you're proving his portfolio. You're saying that that's a good thing. Yeah, but all the the C-suite said, hey, I know. I think the C-suite said, hey, guys, we can charge like 80 grand if we shove a V8 in the Wrangler. Hey, guys, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, but who's the guys that are going to make it happen now? They're all spread out all over the place. It's not this huge like brain trust of of dudes that want to shove V8s into things. Yeah. It's, It's this brain drain of a bunch of guys that are now spread out all over the place. 
Okay, hang on. Let me ache into another company that's done this. So GM, Al Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, Oppenheimer. Okay, he was the he was Mr. Corvette, uh, Mr. Camaro, right? The, his job was right. Corv- uh, Camaro. He got moved to the electric suite, and off G- GM performance. This must have been a year or two ago. I don't remember off the top of my head. Don't quote me. But he got moved out of Camaro. He is no longer touching Camaro at all. He is the reason the Camaro drives so good. He's in, guess what his baby is now? What? The Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I just feel like it's it's just like the the first domino's got a finger in front of it, is what this feels like to me. It doesn't seem bad yet. But it doesn't bode well for not getting <laughs> the cheeseburger cooked the way you want it. I think I think it's fair to be 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 nervous about the cheeseburger. Uh, and, and, and I agree, I, dude. I love the cheeseburger in the TRX. Okay, I love the cheeseburger in the TRX. Um, but it's but, meaty. It's meaty. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's fair to be nervous. <laughs> That was so hey, you're good. friends with us. Don't I mean? Yeah, that was good. You like that? I know, I know, I know. I've already made mistakes. Uh, <laughs> look, it's fair to be nervous. I just think being Chris isn't worthwhile right now, and that you shouldn't jump the gun. I yeah, that's always fair advice. <laughs> Don't be like Chris. Take I, it I, down th- I think it's Chris. fair to be scared. That's all. That's so, all I'm saying. Joel, parting uh, thought, you know, you're, you're saying, well, it wasn't the SRT team that basically produced all these things. They all got greenlit by management. I want to know what the projects were that didn't get greenlit because they were like, you guys are way too crazy. You got to tone <laughs> it down there. Well, I mean, dude, they produced an 840 horsepower Challenger. I want to know how who, how they got that past legal. It's because whatever else they were working on, they were like, all right, we got to compromise and do this red eye because I mean, this did, thing's they, too they, crazy. They did, they did sell a elephant. Yeah, which is also cool. I mean, I, I, I mean, you got to admit, like, the company does the crap you kind of dream of, and then every other company's lawyers are like, I don't think so, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I, that's what I'm worried is going away. I th- I just, I, here's the thing is, we know that this is going away. We know that. It's only a matter yeah, of when. It's going away. It's going away. So it's only a matter the of TRX, when. The TRX is the last stand, boys. It is it. That's it. We're here. So how can you say it's the last stand and then say the cheeseburgers are still going to be good? <laughs> because I love instant torque and it's a hell of a drug. Oh. It, it is that. It is Yeah, that. but it's, that's. That's just the imitation meat, then. But you gotta realize. I mean, hang on. It's what, not what is it? The real burger. SRT or is now the it? Beyond Meat of. Yeah, uh, yeah Beyond of, Meat. That's it. Here's the thing: the TRX is does zero sixteen four and a half seconds, and it's versatile as hell. It is an experience. In six months, you're gonna be able to buy a Rivian R1T that does zero sixty in a pickup truck in three and a half seconds. Okay, it's gonna be silent. It's gonna be weird, but it's gonna be a full second faster. We're about to enter this crazy era. Yeah, I know, but but Chris right, doesn't like it. Kind of like it. I don't like it. Should have V8 in that Vespa and go hunt some rats. Yeah, Vespa. Boy, that's a whole other program. All right, Joel, that's that's good. We we appreciate you calling us in or calling in with us and hanging out with us and talking about talking about cheeseburgers. Always about cheeseburgers, boys. Talk to you later. Take care Bye. of yourself. Bye. Bye. You know, I only like 
one kind of cheeseburger. I'm not even a, <laughs> I don't even explore cheeseburgers. I get, I, I felt like we should have said the, I guess S- two, the I guess SRT two cheeseburger is like a spicy cheeseburger. It's a spicy cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. Extra beefy. Maybe a little bit of spicy. a couple of jalapenos on oh, there. Oh yeah. I'm just, sure. I'm not very exploratory with my cheeseburgers. I you know that about you. I know what I like. I bet I there's ketchup s- on it. Well, you've got to dip it in ketchup. <laughs> you can't put enough ketchup on the burger itself. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, some other new car news. Do you care about the new Audi's version of the Taycan? Uh, yeah, a little bit. What, okay. What we so got? you know the Porsche Taycan. They're sharing the platform with Audi, so it's going to be the e-tron GT. So it's due at dealerships this summer. So this is based on the same model, like modular platform that it the looks Taycan, like a Taycan with an. I Audi think dash. it looks better. I kind of agree. Actually. I think it looks like a better. But the, obviously, the silhouette is. Similar. Right, right, right. But yeah, I like the front end. I never liked the front end of the Taycan. I don't either. Um, there's both a standard model and, of course, the RS variant is Audi's uh, Ren Sport. So they're going to have the e-tron GT RS version coming so as well. So this thing is already $50,000 cheaper than the Taycan. Yeah. Standard model price to start at $99,900. And the RS... Only a- $20,000 more than a Verado engine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Although the guy that has that probably can afford oh, one of these. For well. sure. The RS e-tron is uh, starting at 140000 And there you are. $140,000. Wow. Yeah. For something that's going to be worth uh, like $4. Do you care about a new McLaren? Uh, is it good? Uh, it's, it's the Arturo. plug-in hybrid. It's called. Yeah. It's also coming 2022. It'll be plug-in hybrid. It's going to have a twin turbo V6, which is different, and electric motor. Of note is the fact that there is no gear reverse it what just uses the electric motor up just, front to push you in reverse oh, well, that works for me well great i mean i think it looks good <clears throat> i think yeah. it is a good looking car our buddy paul house who was on the podcast a while back uh design helped design this correct and he did a great job i think it's a beautiful car all right do you want to hear about have you seen have you seen the new mitsubishi thing that they came out with oh it's hideous oh my god <laughs> I was just thinking how good this thing looks, and yeah. I just, what, how, how? You know those things that that they, I don't know what the phobia is called, where it's got a bunch of holes on something? Yes! Tick-a-trick-a-tophobia? Whatever it is, that's what that thing makes. You look at it, you're like, it's going to come alive, and things are going to start crawling out of all of its orifices. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's bad news. Back in December, Chris, you might remember the Alpha Motor Company out of California released their plan to build the ACE. That was that retro-themed rear-wheel drive, like, seemingly simple electric vehicle. Does yeah. this ring a bell at all? It was, like, very retro-looking. Yeah. Well, it promised to be relatively cheap and had styling. Wait, is this the one that looked like a 510? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, you like it. I just, I got to email those guys. We were going to have them on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So, um, they actually have since come up with two new variants of the Ace, which we need to disclaim are both also just renders at this point. But the first variant is dubbed the Jax, and that's an off-road safari-styled coupe. Can I have to pass on that? Just not a fan of anything safari now, the bandwagon. uh, I agree, I wasn't going to do that. But it has the lifted and the knobby tires and the roof rack, and it looks kind of cool. Here's the difference. If you buy one and you do that yourself and then go bomb around, sweet. If you just pony up and spend another ten grand to do it, and then just don't go drive around, right? Not sweet, right? Uh, the second variant you might like is the Ace Performance Edition. It features flared fenders, pronounced front air dam, re- rear spoiler, and rear diffuser. Which, Chris, spoiler or wing? 
What is this one? Wait, what? Spoiler. Uh, rear spoiler. Recess spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, with both variants, I have to say, I too see a lot of like Porsche influence, which is maybe why I kind of like them. Sure. So this performance variant has like the RS style door pulls, you know, where it's the little loop. It is. I, I think it's, it has the plaid kind of interior that looks cool. That's all I need. Cool. I need simple interior. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to watch Netflix and fart while I'm while I'm driving. I don't need that. <laughs> That's right. So right. I like this thing. We'll have to keep this on our radar. All right. Tell me about this Tesla Roadster story you got. <laughs> Okay, Last so one for the day. while we still haven't seen a real Tesla Roadster yet and presumably aren't any closer to the damn thing actually being produced, that hasn't stopped the internet and, of course, Elon Musk himself from talking about it. The latest Surprise. news is that uh, there will reportedly be a SpaceX package. And a Dogecoin package. I don't think so. No, 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 no Dogecoin package. No. But the SpaceX package will supposedly remove the rear seats of the vehicle, and in their place, there will be a massive high pressure air tank that will power the cold gas rocket thrusters, Chris. What is a cold gas rocket? It's basically like a nozzle that hugely high pressured air shoots out of. <laughs> okay, why do we need this? So, with these thrusters, the Roadster would be able to accelerate from zero to 60 in a hypothetical one. Point one second. Okay, so... <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> the standard, I'm saying standard because it doesn't even exist, the standard roaster was claiming to do 0 16 1.9 seconds, which is basically at the limit of traction for the tires. Right. But when you have thrusters, guess what? You don't need more traction. Now you're just shoving it, yeah. So, I want you to watch this video. This is okay. a render that someone made of what this thing would look like. All right, we'll post this in the show notes as right. well. Let me... Uh, Wait for our horrible, archaic internet to load. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think you're just going to have to describe it to me. Really? Just describe okay, it it's to a, me. It's just a 3D render, but it shows the Tesla Roadster. And as it's doing like its launch control mode, basically it shoots oh, here we go. air out the back to launch it forward. I mean, it Along looks, with the propulsion oh my system. <laughs> so that's what they're proposing is going to happen. Okay. Uh, video created by some, some dude, guy. some yeah. guy in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Okay. So now when you have thrusters on a vehicle, Chris, what is the next logical progression? Uh, back to the future where you're going to make it fly. So, it's going to fly. While appearing again on Joe Rogan's podcast, Elon had this to say, quote, I'm trying to figure out how to make this thing hover without, you know, killing people. <laughs> I thought like maybe we could make it hover, but like not too high. So like maybe it could hover like a meter above the ground or something like that. That way, if you plummet, you blow out the suspension, but you're not going to die. So why do we need this, though? We don't. Okay, so while we're all kind of laughing and scoffing at this concept, our friend Jason over at Engineering Explained did a whole bunch of math and looked into the feasibility of all of this. He figured that the compressed air tank would need to hold a volume of air at 10,000 PSI, which there's an onboard compressor that also needs to be able to compress it to that every time you want to launch. Does, do tanks like this exist that will hold 10,000 PSI? Yes, but I highly doubt the NHTSA is going to let this drive down the road. Yeah, probably not. And if the car weighs 4,500 pounds or less, which supposedly Elon had alluded to, which is much, <laughs> much lighter than any other electric car they produce, yep. the thruster system would theoretically allow it to launch off the pavement and hover, quote unquote, for a duration up to one second. So it'd be like this stupid party trick where someone pulls up and instead of doing the floppy door thing like the Model X does, they're going to be like, whoa, watch this. They're going to get out of the car and all of a sudden it's going to go. And that's it. Okay. It's, that's going to be a riot at Cars and Coffee when everybody's doing the that problem over is, and over again. Have you looked at roads normally? There's always a lot of dust and oh, sand it's gonna and shit. It's just going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't... I, 
Sure. All of this in a bid to make the Tesla Roadster, quote, unfair to other cars. Well, as with all of this, we'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, with everything else. He'll have his little short shorts with his little farting, levitating car. (laughs) At some point here, we're going to get to the point where Uh Tesla's going to have to start, stop fucking around. Right? Because until now, until recently, they can do whatever they want. Right. Because there's no competition. Right. Pretty soon, next couple of years, yeah. Ford, GM, Volkswagen. Well, they, I, I didn't include Everybody's it coming for them. really care about it, but they did just reduce the price of their Model 3 and Model Y. Here's, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. guess what? People are cross-shopping and buying other electric vehicles. That's exactly. Point. Here's what's going to happen. Tesla is going to move um, massively down market. I think you're going to start to see really cheap Teslas come out. Like they, They're supposed to be coming out with a $25,000 hatchback. Right. And I think... What would be cool is if you start to see like $18,000 car, $20,000 car, and that's where they're going to start making their money, I think. That would be my thought. That's what that, uh, what's the other, uh, Lucid Air. Yeah. They're, they're starting out the luxury model, and then they'll work I mean, their way down the market. Model. You yeah. have to. You got, there's no other, there are, there's yeah, no other way to do it. But it is interesting. They're they're dropping the price of their Model 3 and Y, the entry levels, and then they are actually increasing the Model S because to make up for it, and face it, when you're looking at either the Taycan or the e-tron GT now, they're yep. they're both more expensive, and so they can afford to do that. It's 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 if you can't make a statement with the Tesla anymore because yeah, there's no statement to make. Why buy one? Yeah, there's got to be a reason to buy it because it hovers, Chris. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. It's got to. It, there's needs to be a reason to buy it. You have to go. Okay, I'm looking at X car. I'm looking at an ID three. Yep. Or I'm looking at a, uh, which is Volkswagen's car, or I'm looking at a Tesla Model 3. Right. Or a Tesla Model 2.5, whatever the $25,000 one is going to be. The 2.5. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's lower sense. than three. Yeah, it's lower than three. You have to give the people a reason to buy it. It has to be better for some reason, or it has to fulfill a need that the other cars do not fill. Right. What like is it? Being a Tesla. What is it right now? Right now? It's being a Tesla. It is a Tesla. Right. Uh, later, what is it going to be? And that's that's the... That is the big tipping point for Tesla. It's a big tipping point for everything. Their stock, their company, everything. Well, especially since, as we've noted, these cars are becoming more just appliance cars. They're all going to be similar as far as drivetrain. They're all going to be similar as far as capabilities. So when things become just a commodity like that, you just need to go for what is the best value. Right. And that's what people will do. And on that note, on subscribe that to the podcast. Depressing note. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast if you could, please. Also, uh, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz Carpenter, SR71 Blackbird. The episode is titled The Sound of Freedom. So good. I think you're going to love it. We'll see you guys on Monday. Take care.